on this computer. Is it recording? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. You're start? Oh, you got to go pee. Make sure it is. I did, right. actually. <laughs> right. Me too. All right, let's go. All right, I get a start. Hi, right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Afro United Podcast. Um, I know coronavirus kind of switched things up a little bit, but we got to adapt and move our podcast to online. So today, we are coming to you live from Zoom, the Zoom meeting. So shout out to Zoom for allowing us to do this. They did not sponsor this video, but just wanted to give them a shout out for that. So again, my name is Bumi. Um, I'm your host. I uh, will help the conversation going here. So, but it's not about me. It's about my beautiful guests here. So I will let Basha reintroduce herself and then Margaret, you can, you can introduce yourself after that. Okay. Hello everyone. My name is Basha. Um, I work in content marketing. Um, I am a creative at heart. Anything writing and design is what I do. Um, I'm also a big advocate for financial literacy and education. Um, so that is a little bit about me. Awesome. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Margaret. I work in technical support and yeah, I love all things helping people, I guess, <laughs> trying to volunteer. But um, that's on high level, just what I do in my background. Um, yeah, take it away with me, I guess. Yeah, that, all right, sounds good. So um, I want to start this conversation, you know, with the elephant in the room right now. The reason why we all stuck in the house right now is because of coronavirus. So I just wanted to start, you know, obviously give a shout out to all the health workers, everybody that's in the front line, making sure to keep us safe, um, risking their lives to make sure we're safe. So shout out to them. And uh, also just wanted to talk a little bit about from you guys' experience, how do you think this coronavirus is affecting um, the African-American community or the African community? So whoever wants to start, you can go. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, yeah. So it's obvious that coronavirus has affected the African-American community um, disproportionately more than it has any other community in the United States right now. Um, and it didn't start that way. Um, you heard the jokes going around, all oh, black folks are immune to it, we can't get it, and then look what happens. So it's like, I know. <laughs> we, can't, we can't automatically assume because something doesn't target us first that we aren't gonna be the ones to you know, bear the consequences for it, unfortunately. Um, so I think it's unfortunately the same old story um, as we see with HIV um, and other types of uh, viruses that go around it for whatever reason, we get the short end of the stick. Yeah. yeah, so similar to what you were saying, my cousin in the UK, that's all she kept on talking about. Like, Maggie, don't worry. Black people aren't going to get it. <laughs> we're immune. I'm like, hey, my cousin said so. <laughs> um, so now it is an unfortunate reality. And I think it goes back into what you talked about, you or I guess your focus being financial literacy. I think that plays into why maybe also maybe the black community, I think it's also being heavily plagued with this, just our financial situations are um, are maybe affecting, not so much, I guess, our exposure, but how COVID as a whole is not as beneficial for us with regards to finances, with regards to health. And so I think it's unfortunate. I think it's really sad. I don't know what we can do outside of just... Yeah. and lending a hand, maybe reaching out to people 
but it is, I think, an unfortunate reality that we are having to face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, again, from my point of view, I feel like um, definitely it's affecting us. I, I was, I 100 uh, agree with you guys. We thought uh, black people are immune. We got the melanin skin. We're not gonna catch it, but as you can see, that's a lie. So um, social media kind of, you know, they got us. Um, so, but we pray that everybody that's affected they get the cure, and hopefully we can Cover. soon beat this and uh, be able to get back to our daily lives. So. Um, moving on to that, um, I know that this this thing about African or African American community about getting vaccinated. So whenever we do get the vaccine for coronavirus, um, what do you guys think is going to happen? You think African Americans are going to get it, or Africans are going to even get the vaccine in the first place? And we can start with Margaret. Yeah, so I'm actually speaking on vaccines as a whole. I'm pregnant right now, and I'm not fond of vaccines to be honest. Um, but during your Last trimester, they recommend that you get a Tdap shot, shot, which essentially helps babies with whooping cough or prevent them from getting whooping cough and other um, diseases, essentially. And so I was very hesitant to even have that shot administered. And I think that's because of my background, because of my upbringing of, oh, drink some tea, um, lay down, <laughs> take this pill. You don't need all of these extra preventative measures because they may do more harm. And I think there's also just a, there's a fine line because I do think vaccines can help. And so it's just being more knowledgeable, um, reading, taking the time, talking to people who have had the vaccines, I think help me make that decision to get it. But with regards to the black community, I think it's just sometimes just misinformation, misinformation, like you talked about, the media, um, Instagram, Twitter, just, going a bit deeper and not relying on one source for your information will really help us as a whole to just thrive as in general. So I can't speak for what all black people are going to do, but I hope that we take the time to be more knowledgeable about the different vaccines and how they can actually help us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it's all about being knowledgeable on what vaccines um, you choose to get to prevent certain types of sickness. Um, my mom was kind of like on the middle line of it. So I got all of you know the vaccines you get as a baby and as a child. But uh, when it came to, um, what is the one for women? Um, HPV. HPV, yeah, she's mm-hmm. about <laughs> not getting it. And I, I they haven't gotten it. And I'm kind of thankful to her for not forcing me to do that at a young age because they were yeah. just, I still haven't done my research on that to see if it's, you know, useful. You know, but um, yeah. I think there's strength and they mutate, so it's like, what's the point? Um, so things like that, like a flu shot. Um, I know this is controversial. My mom never made me get a flu shot. She didn't trust it to this day. I've never had the flu. Not going to Never had a flu shot. Um, and so when it comes to this coronavirus vaccine, we'll see when it gets here what. I'm going to let y'all mm-hmm. test it first, see what happens to you. <laughs> then we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, just to go back on that flu shot one, I know a lot of people, they, they get the flu shot every every year and they get sick, but they're not knowing that. They, they just have the common cold. So the flu shot is not going to prevent you from getting the cold. It's just preventing you from getting the flu. So even I'm guilty of that because I thought like I'm getting the flu shot every year, but I'm still getting sick during like winter. So why am I wasting my time? So, but 
I think it's very important that we understand what's in the vaccine, like what is what it does to your body. So I think once I understand it, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I still, I mean, right now, I do get the push I once every other year. I don't know why, but personally, I think when the coronavirus vaccine comes out, I will, I will not get it the first year just because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, maybe in the next maybe two or three years, um, I might be open to like actually getting it. But um, I agree that education, just knowing what it does to your body and know, understand it a little bit more, because um, it's going to react differently in everybody's body. I'm not a doctor, but you know, I think just understanding it a little bit, it's very good. It's going to be very important. So on that, I'd like to move on to a little bit about education, right? Um, I know we, I mean, three of us right now, I know you guys very well that we come from a very educated family and we are educated ourselves. Um, what do you think, you know, the education in the African-American and the African community, what does education look like? Like, you know, in terms of like getting, getting, getting uh, higher education or even like whatever it is. So just wanted to hear from you guys, like education, what does that, what does that look like in your community? And we can start with Basha. Yeah, so education in the African-American community, I go back to high school and my experience there. I went to a really small high school, 164 people graduated in my senior class. Um, Most of us, like I would say above 90% of us got scholarships to go to college. Um, And that's because we had really strong mentors that led our school, our vice principal and assistant principals and other teachers um, that made sure that we had that opportunity um, and without the debt that comes along with it. So if you have a scholarship for your first year, just go. Just figure it out, see if you like it. You don't have to stay, but it's free, go. Um, and so I think a lot of us benefited from that. A lot of my peers didn't graduate from college, um, but they did try it out. And I think they're better off because of that, you know, having that option. So I would say if you have the opportunity um, in, the, in the black community to go to college, definitely try it, uh, but don't sink yourself into debt trying to make it out because there's other ways to be educated. The internet is free. Uh, YouTube wasn't as big (laughs) back in 2012, um, even 2015, 2016 when I graduated. It wasn't that big back back then as it is now. So it's easy to educate yourself in non-mainstream ways. That's true. I would agree that there are other alternatives. I think being brought up in an African home, it's definitely pushed that in order to be successful, you have to go to college. That's the only way in which it's regarded as you are a success. Then after that, master's, PhD. And I wouldn't say for all African countries or all African households, but there's a common thread amongst many families. And so go. I did go to college. But outside of that, like you mentioned, there are alternatives. And I think it's also just being a product of your environment and having good support and good help, like you mentioned, even though I would imagine maybe not everyone that you graduated with, maybe their parents went to college, but you guys had that support system internally within your schools to help expose you to these other alternatives. And I think that goes a long way. If you don't know better, how can you actually do better? So I think, as a whole, it, it plays on both sides of whether you're African or African-American, at Black people as a whole, it's more, it boils down to our exposure and our access to these resources and how we're brought up. But irrespective of how you're brought up, that thirst, that drive can definitely push you to excel and really succeed in life, irrespective of if you go to college or not. Uh, so 
Yeah, that's my perspective. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you guys definitely brought up a great point about uh, um, access in general. Like internet, like internet being internet so popular right now compared to what it was before back in the day. So, like you said, YouTube, right? I mean, a lot of people are making money on YouTube just by watching videos, and so you can go there and just get entertained, or you can go there and learn something new. So, I guess my next question to you guys is: What do you think about the future of education in the in the African and African American community? But um, like, you know, in the next like ten years, what does that look like? We college be uh, be very important because before, like maybe ten years ago, like a lot of people are not really go to college. Like in African American community, people are celebrating just getting out of high school. That's like a, a big accomplishment. But like looking forward, maybe ten years from now, what do you guys think? From your opinion, what do you think is going to happen to education in the in, in our community? And Margaret, you can go. Yeah, I would hope that it continues to evolve. Um, I think we're, as a whole, at a disadvantage. When I was reading up on a lot of schools shifting to online learning, you also have to remember a lot of students and kids don't have access to at-home laptops, at-home tablets. And so right there, they're already cut off from advancing, not because maybe they don't want to, but because they don't have the tools. So I we would have to really dig deeper into making sure all black communities have access to tablets and all these digital advanced technologies to really help them grow with the times because technology is a part of the future, um, whether you want to hop on the chain or not. So I would hope that as long as we continue to make sure that we have access to the resources and tools, not just at libraries, but at home, I think we can definitely continue to grow and evolve as a community and succeed, but only time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, I hope. Yeah, what about you, Basha? Um, yeah, I think the technology, like you said, especially for um, primary school, um, they need that access at home to be connected to the world. Um, as we get into higher education, I, I don't know what, what's gonna happen there because if we look at the numbers, it's trending down, enrollment, um, across colleges and universities is trending down. Um, and we're seeing having a trade, um, we have, what is it, not deficits, but um, we need folks, you know, to be doctors and, you know, we need plumbers. We, we still need those folks. And with more people going to college and those jobs are looked down upon, who's gonna do them? They make good money. Um, so I think that we'll see an uptick in, that, in those types of trades rather than education since those numbers are trending down. Um, I used to work at um, a nonprofit um, that was a Greek organization. And so we had to figure out how do we pivot our offerings to help people get jobs, whether that be through a college education or not. Because if colleges are trending down, that what happens to us as an organization? Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but I would love to see trades go up. Um, my mom is a, a hairstylist, she's a cosmetologist. Um, so she, that's a trade, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really popular now, so I'd love to see more of that. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to piggyback on uh, about the jobs of the future. Um, again, because we're stuck in the house right now, a lot, a lot of us are blessed to be able to work for companies which allow us to work from home. So we're still able to do our jobs. So again, that's a blessing. Um, but on the other side, our parents, some of our parents, they don't they don't have that opportunity to work from home. Like my parents are still going to have to go out to work, right? They don't they don't get the blessing to be able to work from home. So in the black community and the African community as well, 
what do you think we need to do in terms of our skills? How can we create the, the future for the next generation so they don't have to, so whatever trade job or whatever it is, how do we create that ecosystem that we can still function regardless of if it's at home or if it's anywhere? What does that, what does that look like? And Basha, you can start with that too. Honestly, the first thing that came to mind is robots. <laughs> Automation is going to be, and so that doesn't mean that jobs are obsolete, but you need more engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be, you know, not easy, but a sustainable solution to some of these things where, you know, what if Corona lasts for a while and social distancing is our new norm? How can you get a plumber over to your house, mm-hmm. you know, ASAP that when you don't want to risk you know, catching the virus, you have a robot come in and do that. <laughs> it sounds funny, but you know, sometimes the car sounded funny. It's it possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, now, I would also agree maybe like automating and having people track that information from their homes. I mean, you mentioned how can we prepare our future generations? Yeah. That's I would just say being, to piggyback off of what you mentioned, your mom's profession, being, finding portable jobs and then also finding jobs where you are, you can evolve into being your own boss so that you have control and reigns over how you're able to maneuver and just being prepared for anything. So those would be like three areas, (laughs) like hopefully working to be your own boss and then being prepared for any sort of situation, whether it's working remote, whether it's working abroad, whether it's working, just take into account all that's happening now and apply that to the future. And I think it'll serve a lot of us well. More. Yeah, and, and, I, and I wanted to expand a little bit about what you said, Margaret, about how to um, prepare ourselves, right? Like having another skill. So right now, based talk in the house, what, what are you guys doing? Or what, can, what, should, what should other people be doing right now while they're at home to make sure they're getting more skills, to make sure when this is over, they're not dependent on the job that it requires them to be there physically in person. I mean, some jobs, you have to be there in person, so it's, it's impossible. But like, yeah. how, do, how do we have another maybe side also? Like, what do you think, what do you recommend? What are you guys doing personally? What are you learning that you would like to share with people to be able to be ready for the future? So Margaret. <laughs> I'm learning a lot of things, to be honest, or trying to. But I would say pick up on skills or take classes for, and going back to YouTube, take classes online for free. <laughs> um, learning more about like coding, different types of coding on a beginner's level, just because I'm interested. And then from there, I'm trying to dig deeper into the actual language that piques my interest. But I would say use this time to build upon yourself, build your skill set, build what will make you marketable, not just for your current employer, but for other potential job opportunities, just in case things shift. Things are great now, but things can happen in the future with your current employment. So just build upon your skill set, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Khan Academy, they're all free. Course era, you can apply for financial aid, and the class will also be free. And so there are resources and tools out there. And it doesn't have to be just with regards to skills. Maybe talents. Maybe I like make candles. 
be honest. <laughs> but maybe like pick up a hobby, like crochet, maybe make candles. Who knows where that can lead you, where you can now become your own boss and your own um, owner, essentially. So take the time to dig into yourself and think about what you like and how you can make a profit, but also make a difference. What about yourself? Yeah. I know two women, two women <laughs> make candles and sell crochet items. So I mean, it's a, it's a dynamic duo. <laughs> I mean, I love to crochet. A hobby that I learned when I was um, 10 years old. And so I recently just picked it back up and I have a blanket in my room that I'm making. So that's just a fun hobby. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I'm getting my master's uh, starting next Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's going to definitely... Thank you. <laughs> Take me all the way through Corona. So <laughs> I'll have that, you know, under my belt. So when every when the world does open back up, uh, jobs are being, you know, put back in place. I'm mm-hmm. at the top of the list. That's, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the whole thing about being your own boss, um, I think that's an amazing... Uh, quality to have and amazing way to make um, residual income but it's also something that you have to be mindful about because as we see now small business loans like the government is trying to help these small businesses float um, along this ride of corona Um, Mm -hmm. but do you want to have to depend on that as you know your own boss not all small businesses are created equal and so that may not be a headache someone's willing to take on me personally i can't see myself at this point in life dropping everything to start my own business. Um, I just don't think that's sustainable for me and my personality type. I like to know what's going to happen, but right now we really don't know. So who knows? <laughs> I have better luck dropping everything. <laughs> Keep crocheting. Keep crocheting. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my take on it. Um, I think it's not a viable solution for everybody to start a small business, but if you have the means and the time um, to do it, why not? Yeah, I, I mean, I, those are great examples. I don't know how to make crochet, or do I even know what the hell a crochet is? But We'll send you a um, link. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I know what a candle is. Um, but, you know, just to add to what you guys said, you know, like you said, YouTube, it's a, it's a great tool. I mean, we go there to watch music videos, but sometimes I actually go there to learn about real estate. You know, how do I invest? You know, right now, it's a great way to, to get into investment, right? So a lot of time, you don't have to get a second job. You can just maybe get into investment, right? And that can be your second also. So now, like, when things are down right now, it's a great time to start investing more because a lot of stocks, uh, they're lower, right? Like, the the, the, the the cost is a lot lower, so you can you can trade. Um, so that's just my advice is just, you know, get more into investment. Um, and invest wisely. Don't don't pull all your personally. I don't like to pull up my eggs in one basket because if one company tries, then that's my whole investment, right? So <laughs> yes. so I kind of put it and understand it a little better. I am not a financial advisor, but that was just my recommendation to everybody. Uh, I just want to wrap it up a little bit on there. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about family because um, I know that again, not our family member. We grew up in different family dynamics, right? Because we are from different culture, right? So, um, what do you think? How can we make sure our family? Because we're, we're the we, maybe we're the blessed one, right? Like maybe you, you know, we went to college, we have education, like we, we got master's degrees, so or we have a great job, a great company that we work for. How do we make sure our family members are also on the same level? Because I heard I heard somebody say, if everybody around you are good, they would never need anything anything from you. But if you're the only one that's good everybody's going to be coming to you and it's very stressful 
how do we make sure people around us, your family, your friends, how do we make sure they're on the same level as you and help them? So what what should we be doing right now about that? So we can go with Basha too, we can start. Yeah, um, really just educating and passing on knowledge. Um, I'm the first in my immediate family to go to college and graduate. So oftentimes have to pass on information back. Um, my parents are very smart and intelligent people, but my mom um, didn't finish high school right away and she got her GED later. My dad finished high school and that was about it. Um, so it's really about telling them things that they may not know. and doing it in a way that's not condescending either. So as Boomi knows, um, I'm really passionate about pyramid schemes. I hate them uh, so much. So <laughs> that, that pyramid scheme was going on over the weekend. Um, I text my dad immediately and I'm like, don't do this. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I'm calling him and I'm telling him before somebody else can, you know? So little things like that of keeping our parents abreast of these things, um, I think that's super important. I mean, even my mom and I talk about credit all the time, and so we're constantly going back and forth with who has the higher credit score. Um, so having that fun game and motivation is how I keep my immediate family um, up to date, and you know, I think they're inspired by some of the things I'm doing at only 25 years old. So um, that's how we operate, but I know that's not ideal for everybody, so. It's a, it's a good point, and uh, I know I don't want to get into pyramid skin, but I know that, that definitely has a lot of information about it. And yeah, I I, I swear to God, I gave at least one request a week about journey one. So so, but yeah, uh, Margaret, what about you? Yeah, I'd agree with what you're saying. Um, passing on the knowledge, because to piggyback off of what you mentioned, Lumi, I wouldn't say maybe bringing anyone to anyone's level. It's more of just making sure like you're self-sustaining and not reliant. And so that saying of giving someone, teaching them how to fish as opposed to like just giving them the fish. With my family, I would say, um, my parents, um, we don't talk about our credit scores, but my mom um, graduated with a degree in accounting. So we do talk about investments all the time. And I'm putting her on, she's putting me on. She's like, have you checked this? This stock, I think you should invest here. And so that's where we're holding each other, I would say, accountable. And then with my father, he's already super knowledgeable in a lot of fields. And so he keeps me up to date on like, I would say technology, computers is his domain. And so he keeps me abreast on that. But I think it's um, with regards to sustainability, just helping them to know what's happening in their fields so that they can continue to grow, just in case they may not be aware and they might be siloed in their particular field. Um, regards to siblings, the same, passing on that message, um, not whole, harboring it, you know, hey, this is what I did when I was in college, or this is what I did when I, I was your age, these are the tools I used, and that can be the same for friends, um, and even strangers, just sharing that wealth, it's free, yeah. so, yeah, I would say just passing on that information is so crucial. I wanted to dig in a little bit about that because I know a lot of things that happened in the African, maybe the African community, not so much with the African-American. We love competition, right? A lot of True. us want to be the best, want to be the greatest, the richest, the, the smartest, <laughs> right? Like literally in, in when I was in school back in Nigeria, like they ranked number one, number two, number three, like everybody in the school, in the classes ranked. So if you're not number one, you're pretty much a failure, right? So I know right now, like you guys are saying right now, it's easy to say and hey, pass this knowledge and this and that. 
how do we combat that? How do you, how do we, because right now we might be able to do it, but other people would not do that because they are so worried about other people being better than them, right? So I feel like it's all about me, 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 me. And that's what a lot of people's mentality is. And that's how it is in the African community. I'm not sure about the African-Americans, so maybe Basha can speak a little bit about that. But kind um, of go back to Margaret. What do you what do you think? How do we how do we make sure people understand that it's okay if you if you're eating at the table? It's okay if we all have a seat at the table. What does that what does that mean? So I to be honest, you honestly just can't control how other people are going to operate. That's just the unfortunate reality. Yeah. I think just having the conversation with them, maybe I've had those experiences. My mom has as well, where it's like, oh, your daughter's going to this boarding school. How did you, um, I guess, apply? What was the application process? What techniques or tips can you provide me so my daughter can go the same? This auntie didn't want to share it. <laughs> so I really did not go to that boarding school. Um, but it is what it is. I think it all worked out in the end. And I think it's just an unfortunate mindset that you can't retrain for certain people after a certain age. So it's just about doing what you can on your part and hoping that that trickles an effect in other people. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a real thing. Sometimes Africans as a whole just think, for people, if I share this now, I'm being deprived when that's not the reality. You're still gonna get the little portion that you were gonna get, but yeah. you can't change other people. I think it's just hoping that your good deeds transfer on to others and they pass it on and then from there just grows. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a similar mindset, you know, the crabs in the bucket type of thing. Um, you know, I'm not gonna give you anything to get ahead of me because that can jeopardize my spot. But I, I would say the millennial generation is gonna be the one that really changes that because we are very open, like we give away things for free. Knowledge is free out here. So I think we're going to be the ones that really transform what that looks like to help other people get ahead too. Because if I'm the only one eating, like when you said, and everybody else around me isn't, I got so much pressure on me to help them out. And if I don't, I look selfish. And, you know, Beyonce goes through that, and Jay-Z and Oprah, like, y'all got all this money and y'all not doing enough. Like, they're doing a lot, but goodness gracious, come on, help yourself. <laughs> you know, we can't rely on somebody to be our savior every time that we need something. So um, it's really just opening our eyes and waking up and recognizing the strength within ourselves to learn um, and to do better and to grow. Awesome. Um, I think both of you guys, you provided great tips and great points on, on that topic. I know, uh, you know, there's a lot of time when people see us working at these companies, they think we're rich, but we're not rich, right? We, <laughs> we're still uh, trying to pay all these bills and all these student loans as well. So, but again, the, the little that you know, it's good to share it with other people so they can be good. You know, whatever they do with that information, it's up to them. You know, um, I, I don't think anybody can ever take your spot. Yeah, if somebody can take your spot, maybe it was never your spot, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's very important, like black people, African-Americans, Africans, whatever, Jamaican, all of us, even white people, it doesn't matter, right? Like let's share it together. And so we're not reliant on the government stimulus check. I mean, that $1,200, it's not, it's only, it can only go so far. Like a lot of people's rent, it's more than that, right? So I, how are they gonna eat, right? So let's tell us how we can help each other out, so. With that being said, um, I want to bring it to a close. Um, so I like to do this final thought. So I want, you know, we'll go around, start with your bash. I just want to see how many, uh, any other tip 
any other thing you would like to add to this conversation if there's anything about you you would like to share if you have any business you'd like to promote to people this is a great time to do that so we'll start with you okay um yeah i think the last thing i would say is to um be mindful of the context that we have these discussions in and uh, that black people as a whole are in um especially african americans in the united states we aren't we didn't start at the same goalpost as everybody else um as white americans did so um, a lot of times people think why aren't we more ahead than we are and it's like we're 400 years behind um so i don't want anybody to ever forget that when they think they're not doing enough um we can always be pushing ourselves to do more but don't beat yourself up because we still got a lot of work to do um we got to run twice as fast to get to the same spot um so after that being said um i don't have any businesses i want to promote at this time um i do have a design business that i do but um with my schedule I don't want to recruit any new clients. <laughs> I want to be able to underpromise and overdeliver, and I can't do that right now. So. Awesome, uh, Margaret. Uh, closing remarks would just be to, you know, know that we're gonna get through this time, and don't look at it as an end-all be-all. Just readjust your mindset and. Just get back on the saddle. Just <laughs> keep pushing through. Don't let this tear you or your family down. Know that, that it's gonna get better. It has to. It does not gonna last forever. I know business to promote, but I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy, practicing social distancing, or just hand washing. Just basic hygiene, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> and, you know, staying safe. But overall, I hope that everyone stays healthy. <laughs> stays healthy, and yeah, hope. For the best yeah. for awesome us. awesome um again i want to thank you both today for you know being on this show today well this podcast um i know i i've learned a little bit from you you both and hopefully somebody else can find the information that you guys shared very useful as well um with that being said you know i want to thank both of you guys one more time um thank all the health workers all the frontline workers that have combat combating uh, coronavirus right now i pray that you know we we find a solution find a cure find a vaccine whenever that comes we might or might not take the vaccine, but I just want to say I want, right? So we can go back to normal and have our life back to the way it was, hopefully better, not too, you know, not too bad. Um, but that's all. Um, again, my name is Bumi. This is an Afro United podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Afro United. Um, our website is under construction. We'll be ready. On YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and share this video with your friends. So thank you so much. Um, and that's it. <laughs>